Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who may have beaten me pretty badly in golf on Friday. His name is Brandon Siegel. Uh, yes. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't say it was really, really bad. You, you know, you didn't exactly keep your score uh, because you're still learning. You know, you're, you're getting there, and your swing's not bad, Trevor. Uh, I'll give you the props that you deserve. Your swing is really not that bad, especially since, I mean, how many times have you went out golfing? Uh, probably, like, le- less than 20, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Um, but a man who probably would beat me in golf right now, maybe not in a little bit, because, you know, I'm grinding and I'm grinding it out there. Um, you know, some people call him their least favorite contributor, some their favorite contributor. Um, I lean to one of those ends. His name is Ben O'Brien. Ben, uh, I feel like you'd beat me by a couple strokes at the moment. Yeah, Brandon, here's the thing. We haven't, we have, we've never golfed together. Um, now that you are, yeah. now that you are picking up on the great sport of, great sport of golf again. Um, so I, I feel strongly that I would beat you. That being said, if we played, I'd be a little worried just because I would really badly want to beat you. And if it was close, I feel like I'd probably blow it because I'd choke and I have no mental like <laughs> I have I have no mental strength where like I'll get in my head and I'll be so upset if I if you beat me. Um, so I'm a little worried to play you just because I feel like you wouldn't beat me. I'd beat myself, um, but you would tell people that you beat me. So we're gonna have to play. But I, I I'm a little worried of of how how I'd play against you for sure. You know, but maybe the first time we, we go out with someone else and we just we, we, we beat them. We just team up, we beat them, we combine scores. We don't even think about it. Hey, we just play. We just have some fun. Hey, I, I take you as a partner in a scramble. I, 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 have, I have faith in you. I do. I do. I have faith in our, our abilities combined in a scramble. I think that would be, that'd be really great. Yeah, definitely. But we have a great episode planned uh, for today, as always. Because um, I feel like, you know, I say that every episode, but I feel like every episode is pretty good, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's start it off today with the MAC, of course, our favorite conference, um, the one that uh, our school was in, Bowling Green State University. They postponed all of their fall sports, um, which I think they are, might be the second conference to do so. Or it's definitely the first. It says on the ESPN article it's the first FBS conference, but I thought the Ivy League did. I don't know if they're considered FBS. Um, but... Uh, very interesting development out of the MAC, Trevor. What are some of your thoughts on them canceling the fall sports as a whole? Yeah, I mean, obviously this is very unfortunate, but I kind of, I think all three of us kind of, to some degree, saw this coming. It's not too surprising. Yeah. Uh, they talked about, um, you know, trying to play it in the spring, which I have talked about in the past, and I thought, you know, maybe that can be an option. Obviously, nothing like this has ever happened before, so it would be very tough to see how it would work in the spring, because obviously, you know, if you play a season in the spring and then have to play again, you know, a few months later the next fall, that's going to be a very um, tight transition very small amount of mm-hmm. time for the off season and obviously there's so many other um things that they would have to work through in order to get to that point but it's something i've thought about and i think that you know if they can get some kind of plan together where they can play in the spring i think honestly at this point it's probably their best bet yeah yeah it's i mean it sucks for the mac um you know i mean it sucks for everyone I mean, this is just not the best situation to be in uh, ben, there's speculation. Do you think it was a, a money decision or a player safety decision? What do you think? I I think a big thing is player safety, and obviously, I mean, money's a huge aspect here. Think about how much money. It let, let's say theoretically, which it'll probably happen if every conference cancels fall sports, or even let's just say football. Think about how much money they are losing. Let me think about the SEC. Think about how much money the SEC would lose if they don't play football this season. Even with even without fans, they they would still make a good amount of money. Um, so not playing 
sports in general for a, I mean a whole athletic department is so devastating. Um, it's so it's so upsetting because I mean like I said we love college athletics, so to not see any this fall um, is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but I mean it it is what it is. Like I said I said last week on the podcast how um, it everything's constantly changing. It's a completely fluid situation. And I said I mean it's not going to be the same in two weeks from now. Um, and I mean, in two weeks right. from now, it's 100%. not, not going to be the same what it is now as we see. I mean, now that the MAC has kind of gone out there and the Ivy League has gone out there and said they're not playing, it really puts a lot of pressure on other conferences to kind of do the same thing because if they don't do the same thing and it doesn't work out, they're going to look stupid. And, I mean, they don't want to look stupid. So it, it's tough. The, the, the MAC was really the first one to kind of just say, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's bite the bullet and do it. Um, and I'm, I will be shocked if you don't see the bigger conferences probably make that decision in the next week or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's let's move on because we actually had our first team say they are announcing cancellation, which is UConn, FBS Independent, uh, UConn, who did announce that they canceled their whole 2020 season, um, they due to player safety, um, which is very interesting. I I would have to guess that this is going to be the first of many. I do not think they will be the only one. I think many more will come out. It's going to be interesting to see what Power Five schools come out because those 20, you know, 25 schools that are Power Five that are really really big are really, really important for college football, and those are the ones that actually can still make money if they play to some extent. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, after UConn, you know, what teams follow uh, in their steps. Obviously the MAC, um, but, you know, what's going to happen in terms of just team-to-team, uh, what, what they think is going to happen. Trevor, what are your thoughts on UConn canceling their season? Yeah, so UConn, who recently just left um, the AAC, obviously, and now they're mm-hmm. going to be joining... Um, well, except in all sports besides They're independent. Football. Yeah, they're independent now currently. Um, in football. Because in other sports, they left it for the Big East. But in football, that's not the case. But being an independent, I think it makes it a little bit easier to make this decision maybe because you don't have a conference that you're kind of working together with to try to figure out um, necessarily how the plans are going to work, how your schedule is going to work out. But I think it's a trend that we're going to see um, continue. I think UConn's the first. I think it's going to continue. And you know, other than that, I mean, again, it's just, it, it sucks, but at this point, it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's 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 not the best, you know, it's really not a great situation, but, you know, we move forward, um, you know, hopefully that we can get some football if played safely. That's kind of the goal, of course, here. But a sport that is being played rather safely is golf, as we just talked about earlier, um, that we all play golf, um, but... The sport that is being played safely, like I said, uh, the, on the PGA Championship this very weekend. Uh, it seems like Dustin Johnson is in first place. He's fifth in the world, I believe. Um, he is at minus nine at the moment, um, which is great. So, Ben, I'm going to throw it to you. I know you might not have watched a ton this weekend, um, but besides Tiger, who is your favorite golfer that you want to watch? So, yeah, so I'll, I'll go out and say, because um, I have no shame in saying, I want to be honest here on the Small Baller Podcast, nothing but honesty here. I, I have watched zero golf this weekend, and I, I, I was saying before the podcast, typically in middle of August like we are now, I am watching a lot of golf, because typically around this time, there's no NBA, uh, the Reds are 20 games under 500 by this point, typically, NFL hasn't started, so golf is really, I mean, the most interesting thing on TV at this point uh, for me. But with the MLB just recently started, the NBA just recently restarting, there's a lot of other things on. So golf has kind of uh, been the third option here with the NBA and the MLB in front of it. A little bit of a backseat. But, I'm, I mean, I'm watching right now. I actually have it on my TV as we speak right now. I'm watching. Um, and none, none of the leaders are uh, teeing off for another three hours or so. Um, but from what I can see of the leaderboard, now, once again, I haven't watched any of it, but I'm just going to uh, 
I'm going to take some, uh, or I'm going to assume here, looking at the leaderboard, that it seems like it's been a pretty solid tournament. I say this about a lot of sports. I say this about college football all the time. But when you have a name like Dustin Johnson at the top of the leaderboard, it makes it more interesting. It makes the sport more interesting when you have recognizable names like that in the mix. I mean, you have Brooks Kepka, who seemingly is in the mix uh, for every major tournament in the last three years. Um, when you have hit names like him and Dustin Johnson, and you have probably the biggest name in golf since the restart, Bryson DeChambeau, in the mix, um, it, it makes golf more interesting. And I do. I want to say one quick thing. Um, there's a man tied for 13th at minus five named Matthew Wolf, and I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Um, the only reason I know who he is is because he's kind of gone viral because he has such a crazy swing. Like he doesn't have a traditional golf swing. It looks like he kind of like honestly, it kind of looks like if you had like a baseball player that just said just go golf and like has no idea what they're doing, but they make good contact. Um, he's been he's been a, a name on the tour for probably about a year now uh, because of his crazy swing and it's just so unconventional. So shout out to him. I mean, he's only four shots back. Uh, with one round to go, and I looked him up. He's 21 years old. He was born in 1999. Oh my god! He is 21 years old, and he is tied for 13th. He is tied for 13th <laughs> on the the last day of a major championship. So I mean, he was born. That man was born in 1999. That's crazy to me. So shout out to Matthew Wolf. We're a big fan of you, Matthew Wolf. If uh, if you want to come on the pod, uh, you are you are. This is an open invite for you, Matthew Wolf. Please come on the Small Baller Pod <laughs> uh, and tell us about your crazy golf swing. Look, Ben, a lot of good energy in there. You kept it a buck with everyone. You kept it your truth there, and you haven't watched a lot. I like that energy. Uh, <laughs> my personal favorite golfer that I see at the top here is Brooks Kepka. Uh, he's a Nike athlete that is always adds to it, um, and I just really enjoy his game. Hopefully he can uh, tick it up a little bit. He's currently tied for fourth, um, but we'll see how that goes. Trevor, a- any thoughts on the PGA Championship before we uh, exit small talk for today? Yeah, just quickly, you know, I really – didn't know much about Matthew Wolf, but saying he's 21 and an unconventional swing, that makes me want to root for him a little bit. So I'm going to try to watch some later for sure. I caught a little bit yesterday. Um, seems like Tiger didn't have the best round, and now he is not in contention. But there are a lot of people that are in, in contention, some big names. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out here with a lot of people in the mix, and I'll be uh, watching later. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so that'll be kind of it for small talk today but before we leave small talk of course we have to hit small talk trivia currently the scoreboard is 31 to 30 i am up by one point um trevor so would you like to go first in trivia today um you know what you beat me in golf so i think you uh should go first you get the right to go first if you would like sounds good to me so here's my question i am offering you three points today it's going to be a big time question this is not an easy one um, ah, maybe it is. Maybe you know the answer, actually, and then I'm giving you three points, which would not be great. But I don't think you'll know the answer off the bat. So he- here's the question. What team, if you can name the team, the year, and how many losses, what team has the record for the most losses in a season? So if you can name the amount of losses they've had, the team that had it, and the year, you get three points. Okay, so NBA, and most... I will say they are not... They they don't they're mutually exclusive. So if you just get the year, you get a point. If you just get the team, you get a point. If you get the value, you get a point. So I'm not making it where you have to get all three to get all three or to get any points at all. Okay, okay, that's good. So, so this team, is a big offer for you today, right? So if it's so this is the NBA, obviously we're talking about, and you, and then you yes. said if I get the team right, that's one. If I get the year, the season right, that's another one, and then the number of losses. Um, then that could be a potential three points if I get all three of those. And this is obviously the team with the most losses in a regular season, specifically, yes. of all time in NBA history. That's what you're saying? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And I will say that the, the year needs to be an age range, so it needs to be like 2000, 2001, or 2020, 2021, something like that. Okay, so... It's obviously not 2020, 2021. I know that of all our lifetime, there is one specific team that immediately comes to mind. It is the, I believe, Charlotte Bobcats of 2012, 2013, I want to say. And I believe they were like, um, they were really bad. I think they were like, man, they would have been, let's see, A2 games. They probably only won like less than 15 games, I think. They were very bad. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, if it's, if it's the Charlotte Bobcats, that's the first team that comes to my mind. I know in that year they were very bad. Um, I know, like, because I think that's the same season when LeBron had, like, the 62-point game with the, the, the mask, I think. I think it's the same year, and the Bobcats were very bad. So that's one team that definitely comes to my mind. Um, if there's other horrible teams, they are not really coming to my mind. It's going to be tougher. If it's in our lifetime, that would be my guess. If it's not... Um, can, can I, I don't know if I can get that hint or not. I mean, you've already given me three points, a, a possible three points. So could, could I get the hint of whether it's in our lifetime or not, or no? I'm going to let Ben pick. Should I give him that hint? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to say yes. I, I'm, I'm all for Trevor winning in a, in small talk trivia. So I'm going to say yes. Give him, give the man a hint, please. Oh, I, I had a feeling you'd say that it is not in our lifetime. Okay. Okay. So that's good. Cause that can at least potentially throw out that probably throws out the Charlotte Bobcats then um okay so most losses and it's before our lifetime I gotta Mm -hmm. think of really bad teams it might be like a team that's not like currently a team any like it's you know it could be a different name for a team potentially so that makes it even tougher um if it is that I don't know if it is or not I can definitely, like, rule out some teams, I think. Like, I can rule out the Lakers and the Celtics. I think it would be very unlikely that it would be one of those two teams. I can... Um, I don't know if I can rule out the Bulls, um, because they did have some bad years. But again, like, this is going to be a shot in the dark, because if it was in our lifetime, I would have said the Bobcats. It's not. So, I'm going to give a shot in the dark answer, and I'm going to say that it is the... Man, I'm just going to pick a team. Because <laughs> I have no clue. I don't even know who who to pick. Um, let's let's go with the. Well, hold on. Pick pick the team last if you don't know how many win or how many losses do you think it is. Um, an A two game schedule. I would say like, like I don't know, like seventy one or something. Like maybe seven, like seventy one, seventy. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe All like right. maybe like. What are you 70. guessing? I'm th- so I'm going to say, okay, here's what I'm going to say, because I have no clue. I'm going to say it is 70 losses. I'm going to okay. say it is the, I'm going to say it's the Denver Nuggets, and I'm going to say it okay. was like 19, I don't know, 82. Okay. Final answer? Yeah, it's totally random. Um. So none of those are right. However, the Denver Nuggets are tied for third place with the most losses in 71. So you were close in that aspect, but the correct answer was 73 losses from the Philadelphia 76ers in 1972 and 73. Actually, the second place team is also the 76ers with 72 losses from 2015-2016. So I'm surprised you didn't pick them out. That was kind of the reason I picked the question because I thought you'd be thrown off by them. 
You don't remember when they were truly terrible? Like they five, they were ago? very bad. I I thought the Bobcats yeah. might have been even worse though from that 2013 year, but I guess not. Hey Trevor, let me say this. I'm as I'm looking up the the uh, the answer here. This list, your the Charlotte Bobcat team that you guessed um technically has the worst winning percentage of all time, but it was the lockout season, so they didn't. They don't have the most losses oh, of all the time. Lockout season. They went seven okay. and they went seven and fifty nine. So win percentage wise, they have the right. worst winning percentage, but they they don't have the, the most losses because they didn't play. They only played sixty six games. You know what? So they, they didn't you play eighty two games. That was that was in my head, and I was like, wait, the season eighty two games. And I I didn't even like. I was thinking seven seven and fifty nine. No no joke. And then I was like, wait, but they don't play sixty six games. And I totally yeah. like. I knew like I don't know. I thought it was the next season, but whatever. It's still it's still pretty impressive that you got the Bobcats when they have the lowest winning percentage because I mean that's it probably goes hand in hand. But what is your question for today, Trevor? Okay, so I'm trying to take a lead. Yeah, so my question is related to the NFL, and um, the answer will be the name of a quarterback. The answer is a, okay. is the name of a quarterback. So the question is, who is the NFL quarterback? with the most game-winning drives in a single season, and this is since 1960. I found it on Pro Football Reference. Okay, so let me get this right. It's the NFL quarterback with the most winning drives in a single season? Yes, most game-winning drives in a single season since 1960. Can you can you give me... Is it in our life? It has to be in our lifetime. Actually... There's no way it's not in our lifetime because the quarterback position has gotten much more prevalent. So here's immediately what comes to my mind is that I don't think it's going to be someone like as good as we'd think. Just because I feel like I would have heard this stat some more. I'm definitely going to have to make a guess. So my thought process is who has had like, honestly, it's going to be a guess. I'm sure like Drew Brees would be a good guess. I'd imagine Drew Brees is, is a very solid guess. Here, I'll, so this is just one season. I'm gonna give you a little a little help here, because um, I can okay. tell it's gonna be a little bit of a guess. Um, the top, okay, so the number one, uh, the the most game winning drives of number one is eight game winning drives, and then there is a a lot of people that have seven, and I will tell you that it looks like th- the three top people on this list, um, all of those years happened like in the past ten years. Huh, interesting. Okay, so let me think. I I don't think it's going to be a team that's like really, really great, particularly. I, I guess it's possible, but I just don't think it's going to be a team that's really great. It's, it's going to be a shot in the dark. Um, I don't think it's like a Brady or a Manning or any of them. Although, you say those guys are active or within the past 10 years? I used to the past 10 years. So I don't think it's going to be someone like really, 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 really great. I don't know. Any other any other guess this is gonna be a complete guess. You got any other hints? It it's I, I think I think that's it's someone who it's in the last ten years. I think that's pretty good. Um and I think okay, here, your thought process of it's not it's it's not Brady Manning or Breeze, I'll give you that. Oh, it's not? Okay. So I'm trying to think of like quarterbacks who have been on like teams that are good enough to I mean so did you give me the number of game-winning drives? You just say it was over. It's eight. How, what did eight, you say? Eight game-winning drives. It is drives. eight. So they had to have won eight games. So I guess the team couldn't have been horrible. But it has to be a good enough quarterback that has like the ability to do that. I think. 
I don't know. Breeze would have been probably my guess, but you just said it's not him. I I feel like Matt Ryan could be a good guess. Um, I feel like Stafford could be a good guess. I feel like like a uh, Cam Newton could be a good guess. Whew. I don't know, Ben. Do you know the answer? Have you looked it up? I have not looked it up, but I I'll let you think. Right, I'll I'll, the... I'll say something real quick while I let you think for a little bit. Okay. Don't. Um, okay. My my don't first. Give like, yeah. I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't know the answer. I didn't look it up. But my first uh, thought of was I was thinking Peyton Manning, and now that I know that's not it, I'm a little upset because for some reason I was like I don't know Peyton Manning. And I was like oh, I feel like I've heard that before because I feel like if it was Tom Brady or somebody, I would have heard about it since I love Tom Brady. Um, I think Drew Brees was another really good guess, so I'm surprised that Drew Brees isn't uh, number one. From my guess, from this, I have no idea, but my guess, uh, based on the people you said it's not, I would probably either guess Matt Ryan or uh, crazy guess, but for some reason I'm just thinking maybe like Alex Smith or something like that on like the Chiefs or something. So my guess would probably be either Matt Ryan or Alex Smith. Uh, I don't know if that helps you, Brandon, I'm but to... like I, I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot, but. Based on the what people or what Trevor ruled out, I would probably just guess one of those two names. I think it it has to it can't be like a horrible quarterback. So I I'm thinking like a Matt Ryan's a good guess, Stafford's a good guess, Cam Newton. I was gonna have you just pick one of them randomly between those three. <laughs> pick one of them, Ben. What were the three? Tell me the three again, and I'll pick. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, and Cam Newton. Um. Uh, since I since I thought of Matt Ryan as well, I'm, I'm gonna guess Matt Ryan. But then I feel bad if you get it wrong. I feel like I'm the one that 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 should uh, right. take the take you, the. You heat cannot for it. you cannot blame you don't blame Ben if it's wrong. Okay, so who would be your second option there? Do you think Cam Newton oh, could have done it? We're we're. I I do not. I would. But here's the thing. I I don't like Matthew Stafford. I think he, I feel like he's an overpaid quarterback, which a lot of people like him. You don't like Matt Stafford. I do not like Matthew Stafford. But I don't. All right, I'm picking I'm, Matt Stafford. <sighs> okay. Is that your final? Matt Stafford's answer? my final answer. It's probably wrong. I just wanted to go with whatever Ben did not think. Oh my. Okay, so the answer is Matthew Stafford. I would have guessed Breeze. No the way. Is what? Is it it's really? Matt Stafford. No yes. way. In 2016. I would have guessed. In 2016. What? Is it actually? In 2016, Matthew Stafford had eight game-winning drives. It is him. No, he did it. Matt Ryan actually has two seasons where he has six. Um, Drew, oh, okay. Drew Brees has seven in 2018. Um, but yeah, Matthew Stafford is the answer. I so, want to point out, I was um, I was gonna say yeah. Drew Brees. I was Drew Brees would have been my guess. Right. Well, that's, he had seven. That's so annoying so, that I I just close. said how I think Matthew Stafford's an over overpaid overrated quarterback and, he, <laughs> and he's the answer. That, that's annoying. Well, here's the thing. I actually really like Stafford a lot. And I've told you that before, Ben. I think Stafford's a really good quarterback. I just think, I think he's, he's not worth the money he's getting paid. Uh, probably. Well, quarterbacks get over. Is it really Matt Stafford? I think yes. you're lying still. I yeah, really thought can, it was Drew Brees. You can look it up. That was, uh, I am. Now I'm about to look it up. Because I, uh, I, I want to say, if you didn't say if you didn't say it wasn't Drew Brees, I would have guessed Drew Brees. Drew Brees was a, would have been a really good guess. Well, you, oh my God! It is Matt Stafford. He did it in 2016. A little bit of a lucky guess there, but hey, you got a two-point lead now. Well, I know he had a really good season in in 2016. Um, Drew, I believe. I can't believe it was Matt Stafford. I didn't think I was gonna be right. I just wanted to make it funny. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Well, just a just a crack a joke. 
I would have yeah. 100% would have guessed Drew Brees. That was going to be my answer. All right. Hey, well, Ben, good job. Honestly, you know what? You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that point away. I'm giving it to Ben. Ben did all the work there. Good job, Ben. Let's clap for Ben. Ben I now want, has one point. <laughs> I, I want no credit for that point because I don't like Matthew Stafford. So I don't even, I don't even want the, the point because it's Matthew Stafford. All right. I'm, I'm donating you the point, so it's now 31 to 30 to 1. That's you got the, randomly the new ranked scoreboard. Yet too. That's the new scoreboard. Okay, randomly ranked today after a very exciting uh, trivia. 20 minutes of trivia. Yeah, after t- <laughs> 20 minutes of trivia. Okay, so um, today for randomly ranked, we have an interesting one. We are going to do a best places to get a milkshake uh, and what type of milkshake. So basically, just best milkshakes. Um, so, Trevor, I started off. And randomly ranked today, so or I start off with trivia. What are your top three milkshakes? All right, so um, I had a tough time, like obviously with this, but you know this is a really interesting one. I don't necessarily have milkshakes a lot. Um, I try to eat healthy, but I love them. They're very good. You know, milkshakes are one of the best um, like mixtures of some kind of food that you can possibly. Well, it's a liquid technically that you can have. Um, so they're great. Um, number three, I'm going to start off with a milkshake from Handles, which is just an amazing place to get ice cream or milkshakes or everything like that. Handles is amazing, but I'm going with a Handles Reese's milkshake. Um, you know, I, Ooh, I remember like... That's a good one. Yeah, I remember like getting... Um, I think I once had like a surgery. I got like teeth pulled and I knew that I wanted... I got like a Handles milkshake after that. And I, I don't know if I got a Reese's or not, but I know just I got a Handles milkshake because they're amazing, and I love love Handles. Uh, but I'm moving on. Uh, number two, I went with a cookie dough milkshake from Steak and Shake. Now, I, I don't know wh- what you guys think about Steak and Shake. I know some people hate on it a little bit, but I love their, their milkshake, so I got to go with a Steak and Shake cookie dough milkshake, number two. And number one, I got to go back to Handles because their ice cream is amazing. I don't know what they so do. Good. It's like Best magic. It's like magic. So I'm going with a cookie dough milkshake from Handles. I know I said cookie dough twice, so it may be a little boring, but hey, it's what I love. And Handles, again, it's it's just so great. So that's my top three. Yeah, no, Handles, in my opinion, is the best ice cream place. Ben, I'm going to let you go second today. Uh, top three milkshakes, what do you got? Yeah, so I originally had just a three, but I'm going to throw in an honorable mention since uh, Trevor's showing his his bias here with handles. I'm going to show my bias and uh, the greatest ice cream place on this planet, Grater's Ice Cream here in Cincinnati. Um, I don't even, I've never even had a milkshake from them, but I'm going to put them as an honorable mention because it's the greatest place on this planet uh, that sells ice cream. Uh, so Grater's is my honorable mention. Um, my number three is one that is not offered year round, but because it is so good when it is offered, I felt like it was worthy to be number three on my list. And that is a shamrock shake from McDonald's. Um, I haven't had one in years, but McDonald's. when they are available, I, what was that, Trevor? McDonald's. Yeah, have you hey, have you hey, shake's good. have you ever oh, had a shamrock no. shake, Trevor? It, it sounds like you've never had a shamrock shake because I have. Yeah, it's, it's a bad take, Trevor. It it's is right, wonderful, but... and it's only offered yeah. around St. Patrick's Day. But when it is offered, it is worth, uh, Trevor. It is worth your time to go try one because it is fantastic. My number two um, is Steak and Shake, Trevor. I, I put cookies and cream from Steak and Shake. Really, cookies and cream uh, from anywhere is good. But I, I feel like I had to give Steak and Shake some love because I love Steak and Shake. Uh, it's cheap. The food's good. Their milkshakes are uh, amazing. And honestly, all the ones around me just closed recently, so I haven't had it in a while. Um, but I love steak and shake. Cookies and cream, number two. Uh, my number one, easy decision. First one that came to my head when we talked about this topic, and that's an Arby's Jamocha shake 
Um, Food-wise, Arby's, don't love it. It's whatever. It's below average fast food in my opinion. But their Jamocha Shake is phenomenal. Um, if you're somebody that likes – I don't even like coffee that much. But if you just like the mocha flavoring, like uh, any kind of ice cream that's mocha flavor, I recommend trying a Jamocha Shake from Arby's. It is phenomenal. It is one of the best uh, milkshakes I've ever had. Hey, I, I hear that. I, I like actually all your takes uh, quite a lot. So I'm, I'm going in with similar energy here. My number three, I got Steak and Shake Cookies and Cream. I very much enjoy Steak and Shake. I'm kind of sad that they're closing around us. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but uh, they have a very good Cookies and Cream milkshake. Number two, I have to go with Handles. Ben, I'm incredibly upset with the Grater's take. Um, everything else was good. Graders is terrible. It doesn't hey. even come close to how good Handles is. Hey, it's not even close. If there's any Cincinnati listeners right now listening to this, you know that Graders. I've never had Handles, but you know Graders has to be better than Handles. It has to be. There's no way it's not. Well, I, I can name multiple other places that are better than Graders. Well, it's here, not bad. here's the it's thing. Not good here's ice the thing. Real quick, I've never had Graders. Ben has never had Handles, so we're gonna have to us three go, and we're gonna have to go to each of those places, and you know we'll then uh, see what we think. That sounds like the greatest idea so, you've ever had, Trevor. I Ben, I'll say you have to come up to Northeast Ohio because we got a Graders and a Handles here, and I actually have been to both. And Graders is worse than most ice cream You're, places. That's that's probably the worst take you've ever had in your entire life. <laughs> it's just not good ice cream. But let, let me continue. So yeah, number two, Handles, cookies, and cream milkshake. We're gonna see a theme with the type of milkshakes because there's obviously the best type of milkshake is cookies and cream milkshake. Number one, I have to go with this, and I feel like it's a little bit of a surprise, Chick-fil-A cookies mm, and cream milkshake. Yes. I think they make a very solid milkshake. Really, all three of these, to me, don't have a lot of variation, because I think Handel's is ice cream itself is the best ice cream, but uh, I, I would have to go Chick-fil-A cookies and cream is my number one milkshake. They just got good milkshakes. They do it right over uh, Chick-fil-A. If you guys have any randomly ranked ideas, please send them in, because we have trouble coming with the, up with the, those ideas, um, so that would be greatly appreciated, but... Let's go into our main topic today. I know Trevor's quite excited to talk about it. Um, we're going to, of course, talk about the NBA um, because there's a lot going on in the NBA. So, Trevor, let's talk a little bit about the games that happened uh, this past week. What game do you want to start off with? Um, you know what? I'm going to start off with last night. I want to start off with the Clippers and Blazers game. So, uh, this game finished with a score of 122 to 117. The Clippers won. Now, the Clippers have pretty much gone full load management mode. Um, Kawhi Leonard did not play last night. Paul George seemed like he played a limited amount of minutes, not as many as he would normally play. Um, Montrezl Harrell still has not returned. Lou Williams is now back. He is playing, but also in uh, limited minutes. And they still beat the Blazers, who, you know, they got their full lineup back. They're healthy. Nurkic is playing. Melo, Dame, CJ, they're all there. And they still lost. Um, and also, I think a big storyline that a lot of people are taking away from is kind of the, the beef. We have, like, people in Instagram comment sections. Yeah, big beef. Paul George, Dame Lillard, Patrick Beverly clapping when Damian Lillard missed the two free throws. And here the, the big takeaway for me is because the beef really is just entertaining. I don't – I mean, I guess I don't really want to – I don't care to take a side. I mean, Dame Lillard is my favorite player, so I guess – Maybe in a sense, I take his a little more. But I really love the competition between a lot of the best players in the NBA. But for the Blazers, they really needed to win this game because if they would have won this, they would have been in a position to potentially take the eight seed from Memphis to where Memphis would have had to beat them twice to advance, whereas Portland would have only had to beat Memphis once. Now it seems like it's unlikely, and now the Blazers have to make sure that they win at least two of their last three just to get that nine seed. 
um, to have a chance to uh, beat Memphis. So really costly for the Blazers. And the Clippers, they really didn't care if they, they won this game. They have the two seed basically locked in. So that's the first game I really wanted to talk about there. Yeah, no, I saw the Instagram beef a little bit. None of it makes any sense to me. Also, I'm like so surprised by some of the teams that are in this tournament and how poorly they're doing. I feel like there's a lot of teams that are really not doing well at all. Um, obviously, you look at the Wizards. The Wizards are terrible. Yes. Um, and also, they're 25 and 45. Why were they even invited? <laughs> like, they're, they're not good. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of teams that have struggled. The Grizzlies are, are uh, one in four. Um, you look at like the Jazz, they're uh, two and four. There's a lot of teams I think that have struggled in the bubble. Do you think that that has in part to do with just a different location? You know, coronavirus. There's a lot of like tension. Um, or do you think these teams just don't match up quite as well with some of the uh, bigger dogs, uh, bigger teams in the NBA? Yeah, so it's it's been really interesting. I think uh, with the Wizards alone, I think they're just a really bad team, and I think it's questionable that they were included from the start, and they also don't have some of their best players. So, like, they're playing with, you know, a roster that probably isn't even as good as the Cavs' normal starting lineup in this bubble. So that's why they're doing so bad. Um, with some of these other teams, I think it's really, like, Really, everyone has had a bad game in the bubble. There's been no team. I mean, the Suns have won every game, but really there's no team that stood out as like, this is the best team, I guess. Like, the Bucks have had a bad game. The Lakers have had a bad game. Without LeBron, um, I, I got to point that out, but nevertheless, they did play bad against the Rockets. Um, the Clippers have had a bad game. So, like, really, it, I, th I think it's really, there's a lot of variance, and I think that's one thing that, I think needs to be pointed out there's a lot of variance and it's kind of you know teams are still getting back in the swing of things obviously with four months off and really I, I think as we're going to talk about the contenders here soon but I feel like it's a little not super wide open but there are at least you know a decent amount of there are at least a few teams that could win and it wouldn't be that surprising to me there's not like a clear team that's the best team yeah no 100% Ben if you had to pick a team to win today who's winning uh, are you talking about the the NBA Finals, the whole thing? If I had to pick the a NBA team finals, to win? Finals yep. were today. Uh, I'm Who wins? I'm going to pick the team with the greatest player of all time uh, every time you ask me. So I'm going to say the Los Angeles Lakers, knock on wood. Um, and am I biased? 100%. Um, but I still think if they're fully healthy, they're the best team in the NBA. Um, I think the Clippers are probably the second best team in the NBA, but I still have faith that the Lakers are better than the Clippers if both teams are fully healthy. I'll take the Lakers nine times out of ten in that matchup. So I 100% I agree. I like the Lakers at the moment. But – Trevor, the Lakers just played the Pacers. They lost 116-111. to 111. Um, And the Pacers got a man who's really eaten down in the bubble. Okay, can you tell me a little bit um, about the Pacers team and what's going on over there? Yeah, so with the Pacers, it's interesting because they're without one of their all-stars, Damanis Sabonis, who got injured. And now T.J. Warren has seemingly become like a, a, another James Harden. He's been insane. He's averaged... Um, close to 40 points per game in the bubble, which is just crazy. He's just come out of nowhere. It's a little bit like Lynn Sanity when Jeremy Lin was going on his run, except he's playing way better than Jeremy Lin, I think, was playing at the time. So it's it's really strange, and I'm very surprised by it personally. And in general, I'm very surprised by the Pacers. I think they've really um, they've shocked me. I think they've shocked a lot of other people. 
And yeah, TJ Warren's just been really good. It's it's really him. And then Oladipo is now back. He's getting back in the swing of things. He's been playing really well. And for whatever reason, their team just gels really well um, with this lineup. You know, they have Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Aaron Holiday with Oladipo and Warren, and they really just gel very well. It's 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 interesting to watch. And you know, I know that like my Miami Heat, who currently there's like three teams that are. Uh, in contention for like the you know the four five and the six seed with the Heat, the Pacers, and the Seventy Sixers, and I would have told you before the bubble that I would have liked to play the Pacers as opposed to the Sixers, but now I would actually say the opposite. Um, I would actually rather play the Seventy Sixers now because Ben Simmons is now set to have a surgery. Um, and I don't think he's going to be back at all in the playoffs. So with the 76ers without Ben Simmons, I would much rather play them than this Pacers team who seemingly is just rolling and playing very well. But um, it's looking, I would guess as of now, that it's going to be the Heat and the Pacers with that 4-5 matchup. Um, and we do actually play them in the bubble twice. So we'll see what happens um, with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess like, other than other than the Lakers, do either of you guys have any other thoughts on like some of these other teams, and um, or maybe any any other questions that you have for me before I talk about like who I think some of the contenders are? Here, Trevor, I'll I'll say this. I have something to say as I'm looking at the standings. Um, I feel strongly about one thing, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. And now I get it. 2020's been a crazy year. There's a global pandemic. There's a lot of things going on. But in 50 years, when I look back on 2020, what I'm gonna remember most is that the Brooklyn Nets of 2020 are a playoff team in the NBA because they are, they are a G league team. Like they are literally a G league team right now. And they're, they are in the playoffs. They are, they clinched the playoff spot. They are the seventh seed in the East in the playoffs. I think that is crazy to me. I, I, I couldn't name one player on that team right now. I, I, I mean, maybe Trevor could, but I, I don't know anybody on that team right now. And I haven't watched them play. I saw that they won the other day. Um, but the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are a playoff team in 2020 is astonishing to me. I, I cannot believe it. That's my biggest takeaway from this NBA season is that the Brooklyn Nets made the playoffs. I, I can't believe it. Without so, Kyrie Irving playing quick, and without Kevin Durant, they made the playoffs. Quick quick little pivot because I, I want to ask a question about the Nets. Do you think the Nets will be a top two favorite to win the championship next year? Um, Top two favorite to win the championship next year, assuming everyone's healthy, of course. Yes, so, assuming they have Katie and Kyrie healthy. So you would be adding, on top of a team that, you know, they have Karis LeVert, they have Jared Allen, they have Joe Harris, you would then be adding Dinwiddie, who would come back with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, I would probably say no, as long as the other, assuming that the other rosters stay the same, I would say no. I think that the Lakers and the Clippers are both still going to be very good next year. I think the Lakers um, can get even better than they are next year if they can add a few pieces around LeBron and Anthony Davis. I truly think that the Lakers, um, I mean, this year they have a shot at the title, but I think they're going to be better next year. I think the Clippers um, potentially could be just as good as well. So automatically, I would say that those two teams are going to be better than Brooklyn next year. And I don't even, I'm not even confident that they could be better than Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's been very strong with Giannis. Um, so I don't even think they would be one of the three best teams, even though, you know, you know, Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the world and he would give them a shot, but I'm not confident enough to say that they can make the finals next year. Yeah. I, I also would probably say no, but I think it's close. I think they're, they're probably three in my opinion. I think they will be a better than the Bucks. Um, but they're either three or four, in my opinion, in terms of like title odds, I think going into next year, but I, I think it's definitely close. I'd say so four. Trevor, 
Yeah, it's close. I, I think three, I, I'm not complaining with the, the assessment of in four plays. So, Trevor, who do you think, obviously the Lakers and Clippers, are there any contenders besides the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks? you'd say, the top three teams in the NBA? Is there any other contenders you think that really have a chance uh, to win it all this year? So you're definitely correct to say that those are the top three. I think those are unequivocally the top three. I would say other than those three, I think the Raptors have played very solidly in the bubble. They're definitely um, a very good team, very well coached. And I think the Rockets. Now, the Rockets have played pretty well um, in certain games in the bubble. They've also lost a few, but they played very good against the Lakers. Granted, again, without LeBron. and they also But they also played good against the Bucks. Now, with the Rockets, I think it's their success is very dependent on whether their role players can make open threes. Um, they don't have Eric Gordon currently. Um, they are supposed to get him back, which will help. But really, that's what it comes down to. I think Harden and, and Westbrook, I'm going to point out, Westbrook has been playing very well in particular. He, he's not you know, just jacking up shots to the extent that he's done in years past. He's really focusing on distributing it and attacking the rim, which really helps the Rockets. So I think they have a shot. They would probably be either the four or five for me. And then Toronto, I think their main issue is, though that they're very well coached, they don't really have a go-to guy. Like, they don't have a Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah, Pascal Siakam's had, like, a great season. He's had, a like, a, another – he's improved a lot this season. And Kyle Lowry has experience. But I don't think they necessarily have that go-to guy. And I think all those other four teams all do. Like, the Lakers have LeBron. The Bucks have Giannis. Um, the Rockets have James Harden and potentially Westbrook. Um, and the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George. The Raptors don't have that. So I think it's tougher. Um, but I think the top three that you mentioned – all of those three, I think, definitely have a great chance. And uh, the Raptors and Rockets have a less chance, but I would still say that they, they it's possible that they could win it all. Because, again, there's a lot of variance. These teams have had a lot of time off. Yeah, 100%. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't have a lot of faith in the Rockets. I, I just think James Harden in the playoffs just disappears collectively, bubble or not. Uh, and I think that will continue next year. And also, I just don't see them kind of taking the jump over a Lakers or a Clippers. It's just not what I see. Ben, any other teams you think would be like a surprising team that could come up and uh, win a little bit in the playoffs and possibly even make it to a championship? Yeah, so it's funny. I was going to ask Trevor that same question. I was going to ask him if you, in the, like in the West, if you had to pick a team other than the Lakers or the Clippers to come out, who would it be? And I think, I mean, I'm going to, I'm probably going to take the Rockets just because any team with James Harden, even in the playoffs, I have faith that they can win four games out of seven in a, in a series. Um, I do. I I completely agree with what Trevor said about the Raptors. They're extremely well uh, coached with Nick Nurse, but um, they don't have a go-to guy like Trevor said. I mean, I don't want Pascal Siakam holding the ball with a minute left or thirty seconds left down one. Like I, I just don't have faith in that. I mean, you can. He's a guy that you can go to, but I don't want him holding the ball with ten seconds left. Um, same with Kyle Lowry. I really don't have faith in Kyle Lowry down the stretch uh, as well. So it, it's tough. Other than really the big three of Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks, um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in any team, just because I think those te- two teams or those three teams are on a different tier from everybody else. But if I had to pick a team uh, that would that would win the whole thing, not including those three, I'd probably just go with the Rockets, just because they have two really good players. They have one star, and they have Westbrook, who uh, you could call him a star, you could call him just a really good role player. Either way, uh, in Mike D'Antoni's system, it seems like he's he's thriving in it. So. Um, I, I would take the Houston Rockets. Once again, I don't think it's actually going to happen, but if I had to, I'd probably put money on them if I, if they were, uh, if I couldn't pick the, any of the big three. 
Yeah, I, I understand that. Any, Trevor, anything else we want to mention before we kind of wrap up the episode today? Yeah, I would agree. I, if I'm not picking one of those top three, I would pick the Rockets fourth over the Raptors just because I think the Rockets have the potential to, if they are shooting very well, to be to just really be on another level in any given particular game. Um, however, I think the Rockets also could actually lose in the first round. So I think they could lose in the first round, but also in a very rare scenario could win the title. Whereas the Raptors, I think they're locked in as the Eastern Conference Finals loser. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Very, very interesting uh, to hear. So I, I think we'll wrap it up here for today's episode. Uh, lots of good discussion on the NBA bubble. Um, be sure to tune in next Sunday, um, of course, as we have a new episode like we do every single Sunday. We will also be live on Twitch tomorrow uh, with uh, the front three uh, with Josh Baskin, our host. Um, Twitch.tv backslash the small baller. The link is in the bio. And, of course, go follow our Twitter um, at the small baller on Twitter. Uh, the third link in the bow is uh, to go help and support the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, at the very least, go educate yourself if you would like to. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!